Donald Trump makes a big announcement, I guess. I don't know. I don't I didn't see much in it. Uh, border states are in a panic as well they should be and Missouri is about to make history, but not really. This is Gene and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics and happy Friday. Okay, uh, so I decided I am going to do a I am going to do a podcast today and I just think it was an important podcast to do simply because former president Donald J. Trump promised a major announcement on Thursday, yesterday. What was it going to be? A major policy announcement? His vice presidential candidate? Uh, Well, not exactly. Let's listen. Hello, everyone. This is Donald Trump. Hopefully your favorite president of all time, better than Lincoln, better than Washington, with an important announcement to make. I'm doing my first official Donald J. Trump NFT collection right here and right now. They're called Trump Digital Trading Cards. Here's one of the best parts. Each card comes with an automatic chance to win amazing prizes like dinner with me. I don't know if that's an amazing prize, but it's what we have. Go to collecttrumpcards.com right now. And remember, Christmas is coming, and this makes a great Christmas gift. Oh my God, that was your big announcement? Is he absolutely kidding? Uh, You should see these cards, too. They're ridiculous. He's dressed as a superhero. There are lasers coming out of his eyes. He's got himself on Mount Rushmore. He's got cards where he's a superhero dressed in a spandex suit with a six-pack and bulging arm. It is the most ridiculous group of things in the world. And not to mention, I'm not a big NFT guy. And by the way, NFT stands for non-fungible tokens. And what these non-fungible tokens are is basically a digital card that has a marking in it that makes it unique. He's selling these things for night. I, I think they're BS, to be honest with you. I, I'm getting, I'm beginning to believe that things like cryptocurrency are BS altogether. Anything that is non-fungible. Uh, these things, I have downloaded not NFTs and put them on my desktop. Yeah, I don't have the original. I don't have the original image, but the fact is, I can get the image anytime I want it. So it's just not that big of a deal. But he's selling these things. I I think I read somewhere there were 45,000 of them. They're all sold out. $99, supposedly, uh, per per token. (laughs) You know, he said these are a great Christmas present. You know, I, I don't know they wouldn't be because my dad loves President Trump. I got a feeling that he'd actually, I don't know if he'd like it. I think he'd laugh at it. I just don't know if I want to spend $99 on something that uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I But this is, I just can't believe this was his big announcement. And he's in trouble here because right now people want DeSantis to run by almost 24 points over Donald Trump. And when he does crap, I mean, by the way, he's comparing himself to Lincoln and Washington. Really? 
I, I just, I heard this yesterday and I said to myself, this is definitely why I'm doing a podcast today because this is ridiculous. And by the way, this is part of the, his problem. This is the second time he announced way too early. He is really, everything he talks about, and I watch a lot of his, uh, his rallies, a lot of what he talks about is him, 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 him. How he lost the 2020 election, and that, that way we lost the 2020 election. He doesn't talk about anything important. Well, needless to say, he got mocked online, and he got mocked by conservatives. I'm pretty sure Donald Trump may have lost a lot of credibility here. I think this campaign is done. And in six months, when DeSantis, Ron DeSantis decides to announce, Donald Trump will be gone. I, I, I think this was a big mistake. Of course, Joe Biden made fun of this whole thing. He said, I have some major announcements too. The last couple of weeks. Uh, inflation is easing. I just signed the Respect for Marriage Act. We bought, brought Gr Brittany Griner home. Gas prices are lower than a year ago. 10,000 new high-paying jobs. Okay. Um, it. Not, oh, by the way, all of that is... is crap. I, and so we can sit there and we can read that. Well, yeah, I mean, sure. Uh, it's all BS. But the fact of the matter is, it is a juxtaposition between Trump releasing trading cards versus Joe Biden. Now, Joe Biden, Joe Biden's crap may be crap. But the fact is, it's really hard to take Donald Trump serious. Because here, you're looking, you're looking at what Joe Biden's doing, and you're using reason to say this is crap, this is crap, this is crap, this is crap. But you, you're using reason to do that. When, when Donald Trump announces, "Oh, here's digital trading cards, big announcement, big announcement," and I'm better than Washington or Lincoln, you just look at it and say this is crap. You don't have to use any reason. It's just this is stupid. So I, I think Donald Trump. I'm not even sure if he wants to run. I'm not sure he's not doing this to help DeSantis. He does have a hell of a ego. And he's really bent out of shape about losing the 2020 election. But I'm having a hard time believing he even wants to run. Because so far, his campaign is only, what, a month old? I think he announced after the election. And... It's already a disaster. We're going to have to see. But in, in bigger news, I, I know, it, it bigger than the greatest announcement in American history. But in bigger news, um, some of the border states, including California, are beginning to panic a little bit. Title 42 ends in five days. As of this moment, as of last week, they are getting in about 8,000 illegal immigrants a day day. There was one time last week, there was one caravan that came in. I believe it was to, no, it was El Paso. It was in Texas. That came in 2,000 people. One caravan. They, those people were eventually, were, you could see it. They were standing in line. They were lighting fires to keep warm while they were waiting. And what did the border patrol do? They did what they could do. They basically let the people go out, and now it, and they all went, this was in El Paso, Texas. They were released, 
And now there's a tent city in El Paso, Texas with illegal immigrants. Just in, absolutely incredible. And nobody's doing anything about it. Well, Title 42 ends, I believe, on Monday. Let's see, what day? It's five days from today. So today, tomorrow, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. So it ends on Tuesday. And Tuesday or Wednesday. And there's no plan. Now, the Biden administration says there's a plan. But no plan that we've heard of. And when Jean-Pierre, Karen Jean-Pierre, who's just a terrible press secretary, when Karen Jean-Pierre went up and she was asked about it, she didn't give a plan. She said there was a plan, but it was Trump's fault. So just absolutely, this this administration is a disaster. Well, you know who knows this administration is a disaster? The people, whether they be Democrat or Republican, in Arizona, in Texas, and get this, in California. Gavin Newsom is actually scared. He really thinks there's going to be a huge problem when Title 42 ends. And he realizes that it's very possible California is not going to be able to sustain these people. I don't, I don't know why he didn't figure that out. Um, New York City is whining and crying because they got 2,000 illegal immigrants. Chicago is whining and crying because they got a couple thousand immigrants. Washington, D.C. is whining and crying because uh, Texas and uh, Florida are shipping um, illegal immigrants. Hell, freaking uh, Martha's Vineyard got, a, got 50 and was whining and crying about it. But here's Gavin Newsom basically saying the quiet part out loud. Hey, uh, I don't know if we're going to be able to support this. Listen. The fact is, what we've got right now is not working and it's about to break in a post-42 world unless we take some responsibility and ownership. And I'm saying that as a Democrat. I'm not saying that to point fingers. I'm saying that as a father. I'm saying that as someone that feels responsible for being part of the solution. And I'm trying to do my best here. First off, Gavin Newsom is not part of the solution. Gavin Newsom's part of the problem. He's the one that was embracing this crap. He gets what he deserves. California, I, I'm sorry, California everywhere is a crap hole. There is not, even in San Diego, my my city, it it's flooded with illegal aliens. It is a you cannot go anywhere where there's not an illegal alien. And when someone tells you their legal status, you're just like shrug because you just know what it is. And no one's allowed to do anything about it. And that's all because of his policies. Now what's going to happen? California is going to be flooded with illegals. California is $25 billion in debt. When they thought last year they were $75 billion ahead of the game. And he's going to have to figure out, okay, we're $25 billion in debt. And we are now going to have to support, educate, give health care, give housing, to 18,000 illegal aliens a day coming across the border. Not to mention, don't think Texas, don't think Florida, don't think Arizona. Arizona might not because they actually have a Democratic uh, governor. But they're going to send illegals to California. They already are. All this is going to happen. His state is going to crash. Do not be shocked if California has a $75 billion debt by the end of this mess. And the, and the 
the Biden administration doing nothing. Never been to the border. They continually lie that Kamala Harris and Joe Biden have been to the border. They've never been to the border. Mayorkas went to the border this week and he was ignored. He was given the cold shoulder by the, the border patrol because they've been demonized. They're overworked. They, they're not getting any help. They're not hiring new guys. So this is going to be an absolute freaking disaster. And it's coming. I mean, can you imagine El Paso, of all places, which had no homeless, now has 10 cities? Because they can't... They Well, what, what uh, Abbott should do, Governor Abbott should do in Texas? Send them back. Send them out. Send them to New York. And don't send a couple, don't send a couple hundred... Send a few thousand to New York. Send a few thousand to Florida. Send a few thousand to Washington, D.C. Send a few thousand to Delaware and Virginia. Send them to where where these guys support them. Send, oh, send 10,000 to Chicago. F Chicago. Who cares about Chicago? Hey, send them all over there. So we're going to see how this is going to work. Okay, th this is... <laughs> It's such a, so Missouri is going to make a historic, perform a historic function, I guess you could call it. So according to the New York Post, the first openly transgender woman, which is a man, slated for execution in the U.S. is appealing a Missouri governor for mercy, appealing to Missouri's governor for mercy, citing mental health struggles. Lawyers for Amber... McLaughlin, who I don't know what his real name is, 49, on Monday, asked Republican Governor Mike Parson to spare, and then this is what they all do, her life, it's a his life, before his execution January 3rd. He was convicted of killing his his 45-year-old ex-girlfriend, Beverly Gunter, on November 20th, 2003. Gunter was raped and stabbed to death in St. Louis County. In a phone interview with the St. Louis Post-Dispatch Monday, McLaughlin described his looming education as a, quote, sad thing. Quote, I don't agree with it, end quote, he said. Quote, people should know I'm mentally ill. Okay, so here comes my big question. So what? Okay, I don't respect, I don't respect the trans, the, 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 uh, gender transition garbage. I don't think that should be a reason uh, to actually not execute this guy. I'm sorry, you, you raped a woman and you stabbed her, I mean, a bunch of times. And he's a man, he decided to go trans, probably because he want, he thought it would get him off. Now he's saying, well, I'm trans because I've got mental illness, which, by the way, is not going to be embraced by the trans community. He's not insane either. If he was insane... He wouldn't know he's insane. So he, this is just a last-ditch effort to try and get himself off. Well, you know what? He shouldn't get off. And I say to you, bon voyage, you murderer, and you're a man. That, that's what I've got to say. All right. This is, this is one I've been holding for about a week. There's a singer in Wales who got married. Now, I'm going to go out on a limb and say the marriage isn't going to make it. Apparently, the new hubby got really drunk on the honeymoon and made her pay for absolutely everything. Doesn't sound, Now, you might be saying to yourself, okay, yeah, that's 
pretty much everyone's honeymoon. It's, it's, this is how it works. Well, there is a caveat to this whole thing. So according to the New York Post, this is why I wanted to do this, this today. It's British singer Brocard said Wednesday that her Victorian husband, ghost husband, Eduardo, ruined their honeymoon by allegedly drinking too much in Wales and making her pay for everything, reports the Daily Star. She married a ghost. The singer met her spectral husband one night when he appeared to her in her bedroom, and they had been seeing each other ever since. The couple hit a rough patch after Eduardo allegedly ghosted her for disclosing their relationship to the public. Quote, I wrote a song to win Eduardo back after he ghosted me for publicly disclosing our romance. I wanted to express the passion that I feel within my soul ever since meeting Eduardo, end quote, the singer said. Quote, it was so special to walk down the aisle towards Eduardo with a song playing that I wrote for him. I will never forget the smile on his face. That's right, she married a ghost from the 1800s named Eduardo. And by the way, she spelled Eduardo wrong. So I, I don't know. I, I, well, I, I, I'm assuming Eduardo is E-D-U-A-R-D-O, not E-D-W-A-R-D-O. I, I, I don't know. That's usually how you spell Eduardo. But um, I, I, I told Josie this story. And Josie said, oh, come on. I said, yeah, no, that's, that's a thing. That happened. And she said, no. And then I went to the New York Post and I showed her the wedding video. There is actually a wedding video with this brocard broad in front of a, I don't know, a minister or whoever, whatever you call that, marrying her to the ghost. And she goes, how did the ghost say I do? I said, no, she said I do. I, just just incredible. So there's there's more to this. So they they like I said, they have wedding photos. They filmed it and they posted the wedding. So it's there. If you go to Dumbasses Talking Politics, you want to watch it, go to the link. You can actually watch the video. Ghosts and the living were invited to the wedding. <laughs> you can see where this is going. Some of the ghost gets guests were Marilyn Monroe, Elvis, and King Henry VIII. Now, I can see Marilyn Monroe and Elvis, though I thought Elvis was still alive. But King Henry VIII? What, what made her... Why would he go? She, got, she even got mad at Eduardo during the wedding reception. She said he ruined the wedding reception because Eduardo said that Marilyn Monroe was hot. <laughs> but... Um, it wasn't just the heavy drinking and the fact that he didn't pay for anything. Eduardo apparently got really feisty with uh, Brocard during the honeymoon. Um, he smashed ice an ice cream cone in her face. And he apparently covered her in sand while they were on the beach. Also, jeez, oh I can't believe I'm actually saying this. Apparently, Eduardo is jealous. Brocard and Eduardo got into a huge fight because Eduardo tried to board up the fireplace and the chimney because he didn't want Santa Claus walking into his house while she was there. I'm not kidding you. This is actually in the article. Uh, 
then uh, apparently Brocard told Eduardo, relax, he does it to all the houses. It has nothing to do with sexual attraction to, to her. Okay, well, there you have it. There are elites. Um, all right. So, again, everything's racist. And this, this story really just, I, I just wanted to shake my head. I had to do a little research on this story. And this isn't a new story. This story is about two years, two years old. And Disney continues to woke themselves out of a lot of money. And they just, they keep doing it. So according to the New York Post, a Disney announcement caused quite a splash with fans of Splash Mountain. Disney said Friday that the iconic amusement park ride will go on its final hike on January 23rd, 2023, Thor being shut down indefinitely in order to become, quote, Tiana's Bayou Adventure, end quote, based on the 2009 film, quote, Princess and the Frog, reports Newsweek. The Splash Mountain first opened in 1989 and is based on the 1946 film Songs of the South. The ride and the film have since been criticized several times for having racist undertones. Now, I want to warn you, I'm going to get into this whole thing. Actually, what Disney's doing by converting this ride to Tatiana's whatever it is, Tatiana's Bayou Adventure, is actually the racist thing. But we'll, we'll, whatever, we'll talk about that. Quote, here's the thing. When I first heard Splash Mountain was on its way out a while back, my first impression was, oh, I guess that's a bummer, tweeted one user. But then I learned it was Song of the South-themed ride and immediately switched to, oh, burn it down 33 years ago. It's not that hard. Um, this is why you don't listen to Twitter. This person's a freaking idiot. All right, and I'm going to tell say why. Quote, there's a reason that not a lot of people know it's a Song of the South ride, even if it's a familiar with the movie, and it's because nobody likes to talk about it. This person continues in a tweet. Okay. I wanted to really... I haven't ridden... I haven't been to Disney in about 15 years, and I haven't ridden that ride a lot because I don't particularly like getting wet and then walking around for another 12 hours. Uh, I had to look at some video, and all I saw in the video of the entire ride was a bunch of animals singing so songs from the movie Song of the South. There were no people on the ride, just animals. Um, you didn't see the Tar Baby from the movie. You didn't see Br'er Rabbit from the movie, who a lot considered was racist, which was weird. Okay, there was nothing in the ride that could actually. And and, and then I I decided to look some things up because I understand what Song of the South was about, and so I wanted to verify before I actually talked about it. Song of the South actually embraces African-American Southern culture. Uncle Remus, which was the main character in Song of the South, was a character that passed down black folklore. The music was mostly made by Southern African-American people. The movie employed five black people in 1946 in the middle of Jim Crow. One of the characters was Hattie McDaniel, the first woman to first black woman to win an Oscar for Best Supporting Actress in Gone of the Wind. By the way, that's another movie that they want to cancel. Even the Tar Baby story, which was considered the biggest 
red flag for racism. The Tar Baby story in of Br'er Rabbit is an African African American folklore passed down by Uncle Remus. They're actually wiping out black African American Southern culture by changing it. And then the other thing they're doing is they're replacing it with this this uh, this Tatiana's Bayou Adventure. Tatiana's Bayou Adventure is based on The Princess and the Frog. Again, that was another Disney movie. Where did The Princess and the Frog come from? It came from it was based on a fairy t- on a grim fairy tale called The Frog and the Prince. Who wrote The Frog and the Prince? It was written in Germany in 1812. Not exactly a pinnacle of African-American folklore. So basically, Disney has replaced black folklore and culture with German folklore and a fairy tale. Just because you stick a couple of black people inside of a a uh, German story does not mean it is still not a German story. So, in short, Disney's is changing the ride that represents Southern culture, music, folklore, African American culture, music, and folklore, and replacing it with a German fairy tale. Good job, Disney. Racism over. What idiots! And you know something? They're going to spend. They're going to spend millions. Tens of millions of dollars changing this ride, and then somebody's going to point that out. Okay, a little shorter today. I told you it was going to be shorter. I I hope you weren't uh, a little confused about some of the things. I actually didn't write a script for this. You can go to dumbassestalkingpolitics.com and take a look at all of the links. They are all there. I hope you have a great weekend. Take care. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.